It's cutting into your exercise time. It's stabbing you in the back nine. And it's attacking your peace of mind. It's pain, and it's getting in between you and the life you want to live. CBD Medic targets your pain at its source. It's fast-acting relief with active OTC ingredients, plus the added benefits of THC-free hemp oil. Get back to your life with CBD Medic, available online and at CVS. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. From the kids to Aunt Sue, keep your whole family connected on all their devices with crowd-pleasing gig-speed internet from Xfinity. Now that's simple, easy, awesome. Learn more about gig speed internet or other popular plans now with even more speed. Enjoy faster downloads and a better streaming experience today. Go to Xfinity.com, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit an Xfinity store for a great offer. Restrictions apply. Actual speeds vary and not guaranteed. Everybody, thank you for joining us here at the People Under the Stairs. This is your co-host, Stan Wangland. I'm the wonderful guy who gets to usually do the introductions for this show because I'll always ask, you know who, PJ, Paul James Cadence. I always ask him, hey, Paul, do you want me to jump in and, and do the introduction for the show? And he'll always say, sure, Stan, go for it. Isn't that nice? He's a nice guy. He's a nice, nice man. And, you know, I know it's a little bit of a digression, digression for a second, but that's what PJ means in Chinese. PJ. PJ. 
it means nice man. So remember that. I didn't hear any giggling there, so we might have to edit that out of the show. <laughs> but <laughs> he's out there, say. folks. He's out there. He's uh, he's at a dude ranch that we're going to talk about today. It's Paul James Caden, my co-host. He's out at Skinwalker Ranch, which is what we're going to talk about today. Paul, Paul, can, are you there? Can you ride on up here with your pony? <laughs> I'm on location, and uh, I don't know what the, the listeners have previous been previously been told, but Stan has told me every time, he says, if I can't do the intro and get the limelight, I'm quitting this damn show. That's it. So, that's, that's what I'm uh, saying. He's and, got... He's- He's got me over a barrel, folks. <laughs> yes, I do. I've got him over a darn barrel. And uh, he's a good guy. And if, if you ever want to have somebody over a barrel, Paul is the guy. <laughs> Some people you don't want over a barrel, but Paul is definitely a guy you want over a barrel. But in all seriousness aside there, man, how's everything going today, Paul? It's going okay. I had a little bit of a migraine earlier, but uh, I've, I've, I've staved it off. I've got you. Well, I'm glad that you're. I'm glad that you're feeling up to doing the show and everything else like that. I know that you were smoking a little bit of marijuana before the show to ease the pain and stuff like that. Is that is that accurate? Oh no, I'm I'm DMT all the way, man. I'm tripping right now. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we're getting thrown off the air today. I mean, just like we're gone. That's it. The rest of the show, you're not going to have it. And now the producer's going to be mad at me again, Paul, because instead of spooking everybody out, you know, with a spook show, like Killer Clowns from Outer Space or, you know, whatever it is, uh, man, I, I got silly again. I don't know what it is. It's that, that's part of me. I think you bring it out of me. We need to get Cat Ward back here, and we need to get Richard and Lenny. Yeah. <laughs> That's what, I, Mr. Lenny, I hope you're listening to the show because I really hope that you'll come on the show here. But I teased Paul, his, he has a great guest from England, Richard Lenny, uh, who's uh, knowledgeable about so many things on the paranormal. And uh, I call him Richard and Lenny. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, I'm going to get in trouble with the producer. But we do have a great uh, show today, uh, and it's on the Skinwalker Ranch. And this isn't about like, you know, naked women in Nevada or something like that, you know, called skinwalkers or something. This is where the show is going to get serious now. It's also known as the Sherman Ranch. And it's uh, it's someplace, uh, uh, from what I've seen, it says southeast of Ballard, Utah. And it's supposed to be the site of paranormal and UFO-related activities. And it takes on this name of skinwalker because of a Navajo leg- uh, legend concerning witches. And more importantly than that, and then I'm throwing this over to Paul, is that this has been funded, like research on this place, my understanding, by the government and Senator Harry Reid, who was the uh, the House Majority Leader for a while, wanted a big investigation done on this or whatever. So with all of that, there's all kinds of strange shit going back for hundreds and hundreds of years. Paul, what's the scoop on Skinwalker Ranch? But, you know, I don't really know anything about it. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's an inside joke, folks. I, just, I throw it back to Paul and he, and he doesn't say anything. So I don't know. He said, that, that's it. <laughs> you know, what well, you, serious, this is, this is a serious thing. It, it, I keep reading articles on it. The more I read, the more confused I get on this thing. What? Yeah, what's, a, a, what's, a lot. Uh, 
a lot goes on there. And, and strangely enough, I, I had told you uh, before the podcast that uh, doing the, the spiritual readings that I do, I actually talked to somebody uh, who lived there. A lady ended up calling me and, and uh, you know, she wanted a reading and she asked me if I could sense evil spirits. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, that, that, that depends, you know, it's, it's um, not really my repertoire so much and it's a little difficult over the phone, but, you know, and, and she was telling me she, she lived on this ranch that had a, a long history of being very, um, you know, very bizarre things happening there, everything from UFOs to poltergeist type activity to orbs. And uh, she said when her family left there, she, she felt frightened because she thought something attached itself to her and was maybe she was under some kind of a spiritual oppression or something was uh, attached to her. And it turned out it was uh, it was Skinwalker Ranch. Mm-hmm. So I have a bit of a, a personal story there. But yeah, that that's the whole thing. I, I, I believe this ranch is... Um, is on old Native American uh, Navajo ground, mm-hmm. and the uh, the, Naha, the the Navajo say this. This is why I, I think there was supposed to be some kind of curse on it. There were parts of that ranch where the land is where they said they never they never walked or they would never uh, set up their uh, you know their, their teepees or live because it was it was bad land. You know, just mm-hmm. bad bad dark land. Mm-hmm. And uh, apparently, the the people that have lived there, you know, say that that it is that they've seen the, these UFOs. They've seen strange, large animals with uh, glowing red eyes, and allegedly they they shot at these animals and they were hit with the bullet, but it, it didn't phase them. And this is where the the Skinwalker comes in from the the Navajo legend that. They're an evil witch that can take the form of or possess an animal. And they're very, uh, very scary, I guess. Uh, this would be part and parcel to our uh, our modern day werewolf, that these things could morph into, uh, you know, pretty, pretty scary looking animals. And, um, you know, it, it, if you can name it, it was pretty much a part of Skinwalker Ranch. They, they had... Uh, again, like poltergeist activity in the house, they had orbs that that would float around, all, all kind of peculiar things wandering around the, uh, the the property. I guess it was quite scary because some of the stuff would come right right to the windows, right to the door, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Uh, they have they eventually left. I, I think the people who live there now, uh, or at least after them, said that they didn't really see anything, but. Who knows? You know, may, may, maybe maybe that kind of land that the Native Americans think as evil, or you know, it's 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 sour ground. Maybe it just reacts to certain kinds of people. You know, where where I used to live was all out in Orange County in Middletown, New York. It was it was all Indian land at one time. There were Indian burial burial grounds where they used to hold the fair, and some people you know lived in Middletown, New York. And the surrounding area, and fine. Other people, you know, saw all kinds of anomalies, and I, I was certainly one of them for a while. That mm-hmm. maybe there's just certain people that act as a catalyst, and they they uh, they stir up those energies or those spirits or whatever they may be. Mm-hmm. 
uh, yeah, I mean, the, the woman was definitely scared that I spoke to. She, she had no reason to, uh, call a spiritual advisor to say, Hey, you know, I'm, I'm really scared. I think there's, there's something following me as part of a hoax, you know, mm-hmm. she, she was really concerned for her personal well being. So mm-hmm. I would say somebody there certainly saw something. Well, I'll say the truth. I, I've got so much crazy uh, information on this. Uh, and it's, it's, um, you know, this was known to the Mormons when they first came to the area. Uh, but I guess from what I've seen is that, uh, you know, uh, th- th- this was purchased uh, where this really became um, big notoriety, you know, because it's a site. It's a 480, uh, it's a 480 acre property, from what I recall. It's, uh, you know, the UFOs have been seen there, monsters have been seen there, and other strange creatures that you've mentioned, uh, even that have supposedly been shot at and uh, were invulnerable from other people. But it became known as Skinwalker Ranch when a family lived there in the 1990s called the Sherman family. And uh, evidently, so many strange things happened in there that the Sherman family, uh, from what I recall in the articles, um, you know, started getting on the radio and newspaper and sharing their experiences about all the bizarre things that they would see on the ranch. And some of the things that uh, that I saw, I made a couple of notes on that. They included doorways appearing in the midair with light mm-hmm. from them. You know, like you'd see on the Twilight Zone. Yeah. Or the window. Yeah. And then the mysterious vanishings and mutilization of cows. Um, and this is going to get stranger as we go on here, because um, I just want to let folks know without jumping all over the place that this is was um, a book was written and, and journalistic investigators in 1996 brought this uh, the Sherman Ranch and the Skinwalker Ranch to a lot of attention and because of all these weird things like the cow mutilations, crop circles, patterns in the pastures and in the soil. And they started doing a lot of uh, examining. Uh, when the government got involved with the soil, the, the, you know, and, and evidently they were finding uh, some things there. According to legends, from what I've seen, a werewolf sighting also took place on the Skinwalker Ranch. And mm-hmm. uh, the, you know, farmers claim that they saw this werewolf attacking a, a calf. The farmer shot at the wolf from a point blank range, uh, is what I recall. No response. Uh, you know, those kinds of things. Now, why does this become important? If you're a skeptic on things like this, you say, okay, you know, all these kinds of reports. This is a place that got the interest of the government. Big time. It's, it's uh, works in a state. And it started, I think, with the famous guy from Area 51. Was his name Robert Lazar? He had, mm-hmm. had something to do with that. And then a billionaire businessman called Robert Bigelow. He became interested in ufology and he bought the property for $200,000 from the Shermans in the late 1990s. And there, yeah, he erected this observation building. And he had somebody who could keep a, a watch on the property 24-7. And he brought in two scientists plus a veterinarian to the place. And the government got involved with this along with him. This guy, Bigelow, set up what is called the National Institute for Discovery Science. It's now defunct. And he hooked up for at least a year. He funded all the things from the, the, uh, the fledgling MUFON organization to get people to do this. 
And this is when they started spotting all these dome-shaped UFOs, glowing green lights, uh, creatures roaming the properties, uh, so on and so forth. And, uh, hey, man, it's, uh, you know, again, this got to such a point that the government funded some of this stuff and the government under Harry Reid from the House of Representatives wanted to know what the hell was going on at Skinwalker Ranch. It's cutting into your exercise time. It's stabbing you in the back nine. And it's attacking your peace of mind. It's pain, and it's getting in between you and the life you want to live. CBD Medic targets your pain at its source. It's fast-acting relief with active OTC ingredients, plus the added benefits of THC-free hemp oil. Get back to your life with CBD Medic, available online and at CVS. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Security threats are everywhere. But with Xfinity XFi, you're notified of threats to your in-home Wi-Fi network, so all your connected devices are protected. That's simple, easy, awesome. Go online, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit today. Restrictions apply. You know? So is this stuff that you've heard before, Paul? Oh, yeah. Yeah. There's actually a documentary that just came out about it. Right. Uh, probably about um, Probably about a year ago. I didn't think the documentary was all that great, only because everything that was in the documentary I had heard before. And people had said, oh, there's all kind of, you know, new information about the Skinwalker Ranch. But there really wasn't. I mean, I mean, it was OK, but, you know, it was just kind of like a rehearsal of stuff that I've already read about and heard about. But if you don't know anything about Skinwalker Ranch, uh, mm-hmm. it was a very informative documentary to watch. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Now you know they've had some uh they've had some very interesting uh people that have um uh researched skinwalker uh you know ranch and i i was stunned with this i hope paul you know who the amazing randy is don't you yes i do yeah the famous skeptic and magician and everything he's the guy who actually exposed yuri geller mm-hmm. uh, for being a, a a fraudulent kind of a person in 1996, um, I've just got to look at my notes here so I have this right for people. The, the, the James Randi uh, awarded Bigelow, the guy who uh, owned the place, a Pegasus Award for funding the purchase of the ranch. And because this was being, um, uh, this was being studied and supported by Harvard University uh, professors. And what they were doing uh, is they were studying the uh, supernatural and paranormal and everything else like that. And the reason that uh, Randy awarded, uh, you know, the amazing Randy awarded this to Bigelow, that's what they call the Pegasus Award, is because he felt it was a useless study of the supernatural and paranormal and occult, that there was nothing to it, you know? Uh, Although other people have said uh, quite a bit, uh, you know, about this. Like I said, to the point that the government was very interested, according to this, uh, and they would have uh, big animals with red piercing eyes, uh, objects emitting destructive magnetic rays. Uh, It has um, reports from retired U.S. Army colonel who characterize, um, you know, people trying to study this uh, using a standard scientific approach uh, so that, you know, I guess the implication being is that some of this stuff, you know, defied explanation on there. So it's, it's some pretty interesting stuff on there. 
when you have the government in there, you have other people, you have other skeptics like the amazing Randy of Harvard University. I mean, where the hell is all this uh, leading? What do you think is going on there, Paul? Well, I just did a, a documentary, and yeah, documentary, uh, an episode on the spirit side called um, Aliens, Angels, or Other. Mm-hmm. And I talked a little bit about the UFO phenomenon after I did the the podcast with Richard Lenny from the UK, who's a ufologist. Mm-hmm. And the, the thing that I've read over and over again in reading a lot about UFOs and, and ufology it becomes very interesting because usually where you have a lot of heavy UFO activity, a lot of things in the sky, it, it follows also that you get these other phenomenon like the cryptids, the orbs, the uh, even poltergeist activity. Some people who merely see a UFO, you know, maybe hovering over a field relatively close will suddenly go home. And within a couple of days, suddenly they have poltergeist activity in their home. So Mm -hmm. how, how would something that we think is from another planet, you know, Oh, they're out there. They're from uh, Alpha Centauri or, or, or wherever, what, what would UFOs or beings or people from another planet out there in the solar system have to do with poltergeist activity, cryptids, Bigfoot, you know, all all these weird things that seem to follow the UFO phenomenon. And a lot of people ask the question, what are they? Are they from, are they from another planet? Are they from another dimension? Are they the demons and angels and, uh, you know, bad spirits of, of days gone by because the characteristics get very, very close when, when you start to read about it and, and study these things, particularly all of the phenomenon that follows after it. And then you think about a lot of the legends of the past, mm-hmm. you know, people were afraid to go in the woods and, and what did, what did the people that feared the, the fairies and the wee folk and, you know, all these different, banshees and whatnot in the woods they all said there were lights there were lights in the sky there were lights in the woods there were circles of light that were uh that we would call orbs floating through the woods and then you know that they began to say uh they saw these human animal hybrids that walked upright and that would attack people kill people so it's it's a phenomenon different name but the same characteristics over time. And, uh, you know, I've, I've for a long time have not really believed that they're out there from, you know, some other planet or Mars or the moon. They're definitely from somewhere else. And I don't think a lot of them are good. And there are, there are UFO hotspots all over the world. And if you go to those hot, hot spots, whether they're the Arizona desert or Skinwalker Ranch, mm-hmm. wherever else, it's it's the same thing. The mm-hmm. light, the creatures, the the strange activity that, that seems almost uh, like like a haunting. So I find that very interesting, and and I, I I think Skinwalker Ranch is really kind of a smoking gun that 
you know, they're not from Pluto. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, an amazing thing, uh, just to let people know, uh, you know, it, you, I'm asking this question, reporting things. And by the way, you can look this information up yourself. Uh, it's available, uh, you know, in many forms uh, on the Internet and from reputable sources, it seems to be to me, uh, you know, one thing I keep mentioning the politician, Harry Reid and the government, the Pentagon gave Robert Bigelow, the guy who started that uh, research uh, you know, program on the uh, Skinwalker Ranch. He was awarded a contract of twenty two million dollars. To study oh. the area of threat phenomenon uh, from the area. So I think that's the government looking into the you know ufology on that one. Uh, the other thing is I have a, a really interesting article called from Wired uh, magazine, uh, and it says inside Robert Bigelow's decades long obsession with UFOs. And it talks about the um, reporters actually going to uh, uh, to see the ranch and, uh, you know, seeing what was there. And going uh, as they were at the ranch and seeing, you know, different um, uh, hour upon hour of films from Bigelow's National Institute for Discovery Science that he had. They were kind of burnt out in the head. They took a, you know, a drive uh, away and uh, they, they pulled over on the, the area to uh, Rio Blanco Lake. And it's supposed to be like a rear bit of water around there. And the lake was frozen, uh, you know, it was out there. And all of a sudden, as they got out of the car to look at the lake, and I'm quoting from the source, it says, then came the noises, great metallic twangs or thwangs, or something that seemed to start here, no there, and rush across the landscape as if it was carried on an invisible wire. They sounded like trebly lightsabers. They sounded like an alien spaceship chatter, like maybe someone had pulled the power lines taut for miles and then plucked them with the giant finger. What is it? I kept saying deeply unnerved. Uh, this is the, 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 the journalist talking now, not because I thought it was inexplicable, but because I couldn't explain it. And then the lake's ice crack, the break spreading fast like a fault line in an action movie. The frozen water heaved itself into a new position. And with that, the noises explained themselves and stopped. And uh, the guy's sister was with him. And she said, that's probably the weirdest thing that will ever happen in my life. That's the weirdest thing that's ever happened all day. And they have been watching hour upon hour film. And, uh, you know, their point is all these weird ass kinds of things uh, that people are reporting, you know, black holes uh, with, you know, yellow orbs at the center or things that look like eyes from an animal. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, you know, all kinds of very strange things. And then again, the Pentagon, I keep harping on that. Whenever the government is willing to spend a lot of money, you know, what the hell is going on there? What is going on there, you know, in, in that particular area? Do, uh, do you have any other, uh, you know, feelings about the, the ranch, Paul, what, what it might be or, uh, you know, what these anomalies are, uh, you know, any feelings or any other reports that you know or any other, um, you know, tidbits regarding this ranch? Yeah, but I, I first want to comment. I've never actually heard that story before about, I mean, I heard about the clangs and the the strange noises that emanated from the sky, but I never heard that particular one with the ice cracking. Yeah, in the lake. 
And 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 this reminds me. Uh, as soon as you said that, I was like, "Oh crap!" You know, th- this reminds me of the modern day phenomenon that usually starts. And and I'm very curious to see if it will happen this year. It will happen in various places all over the world. What they call the mystery booms, B O O M as in Michael S. And some people say. Uh, when they hear the mystery booms, that it's not necessarily uh, the sound of an explosion or something, you know, that's making a big bang, but it will sound like metal gears turning in the sky, clanking and and moving from one direction to another. Mm. And the thing, I, the thing I find interesting about that, and this is not hearsay. That this is in this is in the news because the news will report on these things. Yeah. Another mystery boom, you know, another strange. Uh, uh, sounds emanating from the sky within days within days after one of these sounds from the sky are reported on usually there's an incident with a sinkhole in that same area where the ground just opens up huh and that and it almost like the light did yeah like like the cracking of the ice very, very uh, i find that very interesting well you know what's even more interesting is um uh I have other information that talks about the Ute Indians. You know, we talked about the, that this might have been a Navajo kinds of things, but the skinwalkers uh, have been known in that area, like I said, and you've said for many hundreds of years. And in the oral histories of the Ute tribe uh, and the tribe's reservation is located around this area. The members of the tribe, according to the research that I have, have long believed that the skinwalkers have inhabited the land around the ranch since mm-hmm. the 1800s. Therefore, that's why they call it the Skinwalker Ranch. And it's, uh, the definition of a skinwalker seems to vary from version to version of the oral histories, but typically it's depicted as an evil and powerful creature who has the ability to take the form of various animals. And it's believed that a skinwalker is a person who must commit a gruesome task of killing one of their family members. Right. This is what the Ute Indians said, you know? And uh, it's really funny because uh, real estate areas, uh, real estate companies in the area since uh, 2016, I guess, have been trying to sell the ranch or whatever. And uh, they still say a lot of creepy, scary things happen on the ranch, you know? And it's got this history of monstrous creatures, UFOs, Okay. Here, here's a scary one for our listeners, for those of you who like to spend time in the woods or camp or go hiking or fishing, particularly at nighttime. Mm-hmm. The Navajo Indians say never that they won't even speak it. They say never say the name Skinwalker aloud, especially if you are out in the woods at, you know, alone at night, because they say, if you speak their name, somehow they know they hear you, you, you will draw them to you. Hmm. And, and some, some, some of the Navajo even say go so far. Uh, an interview I saw with a, a Navajo Indian uh, chief and it was a, a Christian minister and they were talking about the, uh, the skinwalkers. And uh, the minister just asked him, well, you know, after talking about it, when he said, you know, don't even speak the name. And the, the minister said, well, what, 
when you say speak the name, what what if you think it? You know, are are you talking about you know speaking it out loud or just thinking the name Skinwalker? And he said, well, there's many of us who who think you know, or who who believe if if you think it, you're saying it. So we try not even to think the name. And and this chief, he he wouldn't even uh, he wouldn't even say the name in the interview. He wouldn't he wouldn't say Skinwalker. So. Mm-hmm. There's a scary one if you're in the woods. Try, try not to think or say skinwalker. <laughs> hey, you know, there's a funny thing that that uh, that you're going to laugh because I always tease you about bringing the devil into everything. Uh-huh. Uh, one of the things that I love um, uh, about uh, always researching new ideas, I love, you know, I love the theory of biocentrism. Mm. Uh, it, it's it's just a, a wonderful, wonderful uh, theory of, of how things exist. And the, the basic premise to make it very simple is that really things don't exist unless we're conscious of them. Mm-hmm. So our consciousness, you know, creates an existence. And, and that could be the, the source of a show for 22 hours. But here's the point. And I would never have thought of this if it wouldn't have been for biocentrism. What often looks like, you know, it's called, you know, uh, my, my late daughter was an anthropologist. You know, it's the myth of uh, ancient wisdom. Uh, that, you know, you see somebody uh, from 200 years ago, they say, and that's right, weed hopper. And so, oh, that's very smart. It's not really. But there is a lot of ancient wisdom that that is based just on observational learning. That people just learned. They didn't know the science behind it or anything else. You know what I'm trying to say? Mm-hmm. That they, didn't, they didn't know why something uh, or, or what made a thing occur, but they knew that if they did X, Y, and Z, they knew this would happen. And it just dawned on me. The great wisdom in that, that sounds crazy by saying, don't even think it. When you think something, you bring it into your consciousness. Mm-hmm. Whether you, and if you say something, it's doubly brought into your conscious, consciousness, right? You have to think about it and then think about what you're going to say. So right. by, them, by them saying, I don't even think about it, there's a certain element of sense to that. To me, if you, if you buy into some of the principles of biocentrism. That when you are aware of something, that thing then that exists. It exists because you're thinking of it. And what a fascinating thing! Uh, you know, who knows? Maybe uh, these things there are some kind of extensions of consciousness. Some abilities that some people have. You know, almost like the monsters from the id in the, the classic science fiction picture, Forbidden Planet. Remember? The monsters were coming out because they released them from the person's own mind. Right. And nobody ever got it. The, these things were killing them, and it was themselves. But uh, who knows? What a fascinating, uh, what a fascinating uh, topic, the Skinwalker Ranch, something that goes all the way back to the Indians. It's in the oral traditions of the Navajos, the Utes, all the different people there. People in present times have seen it to the point of billionaire aerospace people, the you know, United States government scientists, skeptics, you know, everybody's been involved with it. Everybody's been involved with it. And uh, nobody seems to have the answers for it, including us, except that something, uh, there, there looks to be some probability that, that something has gone on there. How much of the stuff there do you think is true, Paul, Paul that's based in some type of observation that is, is real? Well, I always say when you have something like the Skinwalker Ranch, where there's there's so much um, 
you know, stories and, and things that people say about it. If you even take half of that or a quarter of that, that's still a lot. Right. And there has to be something to it. If we, you know, we have the government, we have news reporters, we have ufologists and millionaires. I mean, all these people getting involved, there definitely has to be something to the stories that somebody saw something that caught their attention to say, wow, what is that? Yeah, it's not like anybody, you know, you always have to look at the secondary gain for things too. Like when, like when somebody tells me they're sick, if they're a kid or somebody else, it, you know, sometimes people, you can see, see oh, the, the reason he, he's doing that is so he can get out of doing his job or he can get out of walking the dog or whatever it is. There doesn't seem to be any secondary gain that was ever, uh, and that's called secondary gain, by the way, folks, I, I didn't explain that, that there's something you get out of it, secondary gain. I don't see what the secondary gain would, would, would have been here for the Skinwalker Ranch to make the stories up. You know what I'm trying to say? It didn't, it didn't inflate the price of the ranch. It didn't have visitors come to the area where they were making lots of money or, or doing anything else like that. Uh, you know. and, 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 you, and you have to think, too, you know, if you put something like the Skinwalker Ranch up against like another popular phenomenon is the Amityville Horror. Yeah. Now, the people that lived in the Amityville Horror House were the only people who ever saw anything. Nobody else that lived there or investigated um, allegedly saw anything. Mm -hmm. But now with Skinwalker Ranch, you got the people that live there. And you also have, again, all these other people that were investigating or they're checking it out and, and saw something that made them a believer, made them want to invest more time, more money, more resources into finding out what it is. So it's it's a very different uh, a very different animal when you when you stack it up uh, against something like the Amityville Horror, which we hear nothing about today. I mean, we don't we don't have all kind of paranormal groups and government agencies going out to the Amityville House uh, trying to find out what's going on there because right. nothing's there after they left. You know, right. nothing right. at all. So. Right. Well, it's an interesting show. Any any uh, final thoughts on uh, the Skinwalker Ranch, Paul? Well, I think that it it could be, you know, when, when you're talking about planet Earth, and they say that there's these vortexes or power places all all over the world, mm -hmm. usually places that the, the Native Americans or you know some other tribe somewhere in the world. Uh, would either worship these these beings as gods or they feared them and it's cutting into your exercise time it's stabbing you in the back nine and it's attacking your peace of mind it's pain and it's getting in between you and the life you want to live cbd medic targets your pain at its source it's fast-acting relief with active otc ingredients plus the added benefits of thc-free hemp oil Get back to your life with CBD Medic, available online and at CVS. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. It's cutting into your exercise time. It's stabbing you in the back nine. And it's attacking your peace of mind. It's pain, and it's getting in between you and the life you want to live. CBD Medic targets your pain at its source. It's fast-acting relief with active OTC ingredients, plus the added benefits of THC-free hemp oil. Get back to your life with CBD Medic, available online and at CVS. 
These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. You know, it's 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 hard to say if if you have some someone like the Native Americans that gave a lot of credence or worship certain beings that may not have been very nice, I suppose. You know, who knows what may have entrenched itself in the land or had been there the whole time because maybe it's one of those vortexes or power spots, you know, in the world where where things just come through, you know, the, those portals that open. So mm-hmm. the, there, are, there are places all over the world that, you know, they're, they're just hot spots for very strange and peculiar things. And, and, and I'm a believer in that. I think there are places that are spiritual gateways or even land that is, for lack of a better word, possessed or inhabited by beings or spirits or demons, as we would call them. And uh, they've been there for a very long time. If, if you study demonology, that's one of the things that you learn is that what we call demons are very territorial. Once they're in a place or around a person, they're very hard to get rid of. They're, they're almost like an animal. They, they hang on tenaciously to that place, to that person, to that, that home or, or whatever they happen to be attached to. So I think Skinwalker Ranch is definitely a place where something has had its uh, hooks in. It's staked this claim a long time ago, and uh, this is the result. And I, don't, and I don't think it's very happy when people go there and live and build a ranch and start investigating, and there's people crawling all over, and I think that really exacerbates the phenomenon. Um mm-hmm. I don't think it wants them there. Hmm. You know, I was thinking as you were saying that, and then uh, it, it'll be my closing thought. You know, um, people don't think it's weird if they are um, animal photographers or wildlife photographers, um, or you like to do bird watching, or you like to go on a safari that has a, that's a photo safari to Africa or someplace like that. People do that all the time and they have to be very quiet and be unobserved. Or if you're hunting deer, if you're in a blind, you have to kind of throw the deer off by not by trying to trick them, you know, by giving them the illusion that you're something else other than a person watching them. And I wonder uh, when we've had other shows and we talk about the possibility of, you know, life on other planets and, you know, have we been visited? What's going on? Like with the Navy, uh, you know, saying, hey, report these UFOs now because it's very serious. If there are other people from other planets or other dimensions or other places coming here, they may, you know, they're obviously superior to us. There's no question about that. We don't have that capability. So mm-hmm. they're very superior to us. And so much so that, uh, like, like scientists have said, uh, if they are benevolent, uh, they would frighten the bejesus out of people and they would disrupt uh, the foundations of our, you know, our cultures as we know them. Uh, almost like Star Trek, you know, with the prime directive, not to interfere with things. Mm-hmm. I'm just thinking that lots of these things uh, might be uh, areas where persons or things unknown from other dimensions, other parts of the cosmos, other parts of, you know, reality as as we may or may not know it, 
they may be coming to observe us periodically to see what we're doing, uh, to see they may be influencing certain things uh, as experiments, you know, as we might with other lower forms of, um, of life on our planet. Uh, it may be the same with us. And maybe they throw us off by, uh, you know, you know, do, you know, having creatures that scare us or look strange or are unexplainable. You know, they're their form of distraction and disinformation so that they can go about their observations uh, with no interference in a natural way. But it's just a thought. I'm sure other people have had that before. It's kind of and like going out watching birds in a ghillie suit. And, you know, when you when you say that. It brings to my mind, I, I, I want to say we should do a part two of this show mm-hmm. and talk about, you know, when you're talking about the, the, these beings, another dimension or another reality or wherever they're from, doing a show, if we want to pull a little bit of a uh, Derek Bros on people and talk about Yaldabaoth, the Archons, and the matrix as they call it that we live in the the gnostic belief of what some of these things are i i don't think a lot of people know about this but it's a very fascinating subject when you when you put it up against the ufo phenomenon uh it it definitely makes you uh furl your brow and and you know say hmm you know well, well, think about it. Uh, I saw a show on television today, a political show, and somebody was saying, what do you think about the candidates running for president? And the, the, the average American person, they don't know the first thing about it. They couldn't name five of the candidates, and they certainly couldn't name any of their um, their positions on anything. And that's for the government here that's going to govern them. And that's not putting people down. It's just stating the way that things are. How many of, of people who might, uh, you know, that you and I might run across or listen to a podcast. How many, how many people know about the Archons or the Nogahides or, or whatever, or any of these guys? I mean, you know, you don't know about them until you have to research them or, you know, or it's a hobby or something else happens. I mean, it's, people don't get into that stuff. They don't, really, no. you know, a, a kind of a fringe uh, population of people take that stuff very seriously. And, uh, you know, then they get treated as being crazy or having outlandish beliefs, you know, and, and people don't take the time to to say, well, you know, what does this really mean? Could there be another interpretation of this? Could this actually be true? Or are we misreading something? You know, it's immediately the archons. What the fuck are the archons? That, that, that's a show for another day. And I, and I think yeah, it would be it would be an instructive show to, to, to be the least, you know, with, with other things as well thrown in there. Good idea. Yeah, and, and, and not necessarily, I mean, we're talking about the Gnostic philosophy and belief, not necessarily a uh, religious show, but just talking about the, the ancient belief and, and, and their take on these things and what they describe. Did mm-hmm. they know something that we didn't? Did they have another little piece of the puzzle that maybe we're overlooking mm-hmm. in some? So I think that would be very interesting to do. Yeah, good idea. Well, what do you think? Have we exhausted the Skinwalker Ranch today? I think we've exhausted it for the moment. <laughs> yes, for the moment. And, and that would be a good one. I, I wonder what Richard Lenny would have to say about that. 
I don't know. Maybe we'll get them on and uh, and see. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I bet Cat Ward and uh, Dixie Cryptid might have some things that they could add on that too. That would be very, very. Um, that would be very uh, interesting. But anything that you'd like to push, promote, or tell us about Paul before we sign off on the show? I got nothing. No, <laughs> no. Just check out the uh, check out the spirit side. It's it's uh, growing. It's it's doing pretty well. I've been having a lot of guests, a lot of varied, uh, a lot of varied topics, talking about UFOs and different phenomenon, a little bit about spirituality. So, you know, I like to have different people on talking about different things. I don't, I don't necessarily subscribe to, you know, all of the beliefs of the guests that I have on the show, but you know, if, if, you know, they're decent people, they're, they're legitimate and they have something interesting to say. I like to have them on and talk to the audience a little bit, you know, you you never know what somebody will connect with or learn something from. Mm -hmm. So check out the spirit side it's quite an interesting show i think yeah it's good it's a very very good show always always lots of uh lots of uh nice people uh interesting ideas and stuff where you go Ooh, you know and you don't have to believe in it uh or you can believe in it it's up to you i mean you're not forcing anybody to 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 get into any of that stuff good stuff uh and you can be reached at nocturnal magic am i correct right Correct. Email is nocturnalmagic at gmail.com. You can find me on Facebook, on Twitter. I'm not on Instagram. Um, I just never found Instagram to be very, uh, it's kind of worthless to me, you know, <laughs> to say the least. Gotcha. And I'm Stan Wangland. I have a couple of shows uh, out. There's Just Thinking, as well as this show. Just Thinking uh, has made the North American iTunes charts. And I understand today it's been on there for a solid, uh, this is the third week. And that's in the world of podcasting, where there's over 750,000, it's close to 900,000 people. Hey, uh, this show has also uh, made the charts and uh, in, in several countries. And uh, boy, what an amazing thing. So thank you very much. And I know on behalf of Paul, thank you for supporting this show that has gotten uh, a a really nice following of people. Uh, And we only put it out once or twice a week. Uh, You know, so uh, that's been fantastic. So just thinking with Stan Wangler, that's put out at least about five times a week. And the second part of that uh, show, which is a little five minute episode for the morning called Your Daily Awakening. Wonderful stuff. Uh, The the new one I did today uh, is from Frank Zappa. From the Mothers of Invention. And there's a beautiful one coming up, I think, on Wednesday from St. Francis of Assisi. Can you imagine? Is that, a, is that some disparity? Is that the whole gamut, Paul, from Frank Zappa to, to St. Francis? I suppose. <laughs> yeah, I mean, man, you talk about a 180. <laughs> uh, the point being is you don't have to be a saint and you don't have to be a sinner to have a lot of smart stuff. That'll help you in your daily uh, journey through life. And the spirit side tries to help you that with Paul. And the daily awakening uh, is a wonderful one. And uh, just thinking, again, just to do a little more shameless promoting, a lot of really nice shows. Uh, and I just did a, a nice one that should be out. Well, it was actually out today. It was uh, called uh, the Psychobabble Zone, Toxic Masculinity. Check that one out. <laughs> Okay. Anyway, it was nice uh, speaking to everybody today, and we will catch you very shortly with a new show. Something to uh, 
spook you out a little bit and uh, spur your thinking and give you a couple of laughs and good vibes. So on behalf of Paul and myself, we're going to say goodbye, good luck, and God bless to everybody. Any special uh, blessings, Paul, for the fans out there? Hey, man, just be good and uh, try not to think about the skinwalkers when you're outside at night alone. <laughs> oh, that's true. Don't do that, man. <laughs> okay, guys, we'll catch you later then. Thank you for listening to this episode of The People Under the Stairs. If you would like to reach out to the host of this show, please feel free to email Paul at nocturnalmagic at gmail.com. That's nocturnalmagic at gmail.com. And if you would like to reach out to Stan, please feel free to go over to his Twitter page and give him a follow at S. Wanglund. That's at S-W-A-N-G-L-U-N-D. Or feel free to email him at swangland at gmail.com that's at swangland at gmail.com and please continue to check out all the new episodes of the people under the stairs every wednesday and every sunday on the reality check podcast network it's cutting into your exercise time it's stabbing you in the back nine And it's attacking your peace of mind. It's pain, and it's getting in between you and the life you want to live. CBD Medic targets your pain at its source. It's fast-acting relief with active OTC ingredients, plus the added benefits of THC-free hemp oil. Get back to your life with CBD Medic, available online and at CVS. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. It's cutting into your exercise time. It's stabbing you in the back nine. And it's attacking your peace of mind. It's pain, and it's getting in between you and the life you want to live. CBD Medic targets your pain at its source. It's fast-acting relief with active OTC ingredients, plus the added benefits of THC-free hemp oil. Get back to your life with CBD Medic, available online and at CVS. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Hey everyone, this is Stan Wangler from Just Thinking. Stop on by this week and listen to some of the great podcasts we have lined up for you. Two in particular are really good shows. One is called Are We Driving Ourselves Insane? Well, are we? And the next one is called Have You Been Having a Bad Day? Did You Have a Bad Day? Well, if you did, this is the show for you. And I bet you, when you get done listening, you'll feel a lot better. So join us. What's going on? You have John Wangland, one of the hosts of Wrestling With Reality. Check out our shows this week on Wrestling With Reality. We have some great shows. We have our MMA show. We look at is Khabib Namagamadov versus George St. Pierre a reality? Why John Jones is such a disgrace to the UFC? We also have on WCW Monday Nitro Watch Along, and we take a look back at Triple H in his 25-year career in the WWE. So check out Wrestling With Reality on all major podcast outlets.